And welcome to another edition of the DL Squad Show. I'm your host, DL Squad. This is episode 122 in season one. Feels good to be back here on Anchor Podcast. It's a lot of happening around the league, so I'm, we're going to go around the league. We're going to talk about some issues. We're going to hit up on Steven Jackson, of course. We're going to hit up on Deshaun Jackson, because now he asked. Everybody talking about them. We're going to hit up with some baseball. We're going to hit up some college football. And we're going to hit up some NFL. Just know it's a lot going on. And they all need to be talked about. Uh, before I even get started, uh, I hope everybody's safe at home, quarantine, away from this COVID-19. I hope everybody is um, doing fine. If you're in the state of Florida, Texas, or Arizona, or anywhere the coronavirus is piling up, uh, please, I stay safe. That second wave is coming, and I want everybody to be fine. With everybody to be okay, especially my family and friends and the, the people I don't know. Cause look, I care about people. I'm sorry, that's just the type of brother I am. Now, let's get to some action. Let's get to some news today. So, if you guys seen the video, uh, NBA video. You would have seen my favorite player, the one, the guys who's always on Twitter, cracking jokes, talking about everybody, talking to smack, Joe MB, as he arrived to the airport, get ready to hop on a plane in a hazmat suit, headed down to Orlando. Now, some people was already laughing when he came out. They see him, they put it on, he grabbed his bag, and you see a guy laughing, I'm like, boy, you crazy. And he took a picture with a, a guy and his, his little baby girl. Um, but look, Joy and B is serious, man. Look, when he said he got concerns about this, he legit got concerned. I had never thought I'd see a seven-foot basketball player with an asthma suit. In fact, I didn't even know they make asthma suit that big. I, I mean, damn. I mean, he had full gear. The only thing he didn't have on was that he didn't have on the hat. He didn't have on the mask or the hazmat suit. He didn't have that part of the gear. But, man, I never thought he made a hazmat suit that big. But, yo, Joe and B, serious. So, if you, once he get down there, if y'all see him, hey, do not get close to him because he does not want to be touched. Alone in the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets have signed Michael Beasley to be a substitute player for the Brooklyn Nets. As you might as well say, the Brooklyn Nets have lost almost their whole team to the COVID-19. Special deal with us not playing. You already know Kevin Durant's not playing. You already know Kyrie Irving's not playing. The DeAndre Jordan, he caught the COVID-19. He's not playing. And they also signed um, Tyler Johnson and Jamal Crawford. And I'll also say Torian Prince. He tested positive with coronavirus and he might not be able to travel. Actually, let me take that back with Tyler Johnson because he did not travel the team for personal reasons, but he will be joining the group in Orlando. So Brooklyn lost a lot of key players. I mean, two of their key players already heard they wasn't going to play anyway. But you're talking about a team that got hit hard with the COVID-19. They might be the first team that might get might get put out. I'm just putting it out there. I like Brooklyn. Uh, you know, I played with Brooklyn on my 2K20. Shout out to my team. We won the NBA championship. 
me, KD, Kyrie, uh, Jared Culliver. We won that bad boy. Yeah, back to back. <laughs> but still, though, uh, Brooklyn lost a lot of guys, man. I ain't gonna say a lot of guys, but they lost some some huge key players. And Santa Jamal Crawford, Michael Beasley, Tyler Johnson, and, you know, they're gonna be entertaining. Look, Jamal Crawford's the air one guy. We know he's gonna do. You know he's gonna put on the show. And Michael Beasley, we we seen his act. We seen how he plays. We know he's an inside outside scorer. We know he can get buckets. Tyler Johnson, uh, a sharpshooter. So we know how they're going to play, but how are they going to fit in with the team, with Jacques Vaughn, current roster, how they going to fit in, how they going to play together is going to be the question. But we're going to find out. So they probably just restart. Right now, Brooklyn sitting in the seventh seed. So it's going to be interesting. That's all I got to say on that part. It's going to be interesting with Brooklyn. You know, I mean, that take advantage while you can because next year, if there's a season, if there's if the season start on time, uh, we will not be making fun of Brooklyn. But once KD come back and once Kyrie come back, whew, whoa, it's gonna be hell to pay. And not only that, Kevin uh, Nuggets. Uh, Jokic, he's still stuck home. He's trying to get to the States. He contacted COVID-19, and he should be joining the team here pretty soon. So, again, the NBA, just like the uh, Major League Baseball, that guy, they get hit hard with the COVID-19. We see that a lot of the players, they have voiced their concerns over the recent, over the weeks. However, it's a lot of the t- they're going to play. Teams are already down around. I mean, you seen Damian Lillard move his studio. We seen the Dallas Mavericks on their DJs down there to be entertained. We seen picture of players on Instagram, on Twitter, taking pictures of the food they're gonna be eating while they down there. I just want to know which of the players gonna bring the first, gonna have the first that first delivery from UPS or FedEx in that brown box. You know what I'm talking about. Who's going to bring the kush? Who's going to have the weed? That's what I'm waiting on. Because you know the NBA have relaxed on their rules in the bubble. So I want to know who I'm fired up. And not only that, we talking about grown men here. So who is going to sneak out of the bubble? Who is going to have one of the hotel staff sneak in a girl? Who's going to break the rules? Who's going to be the first one to break the rules? Who's going to be the first one? That's what I'm waiting on. Because we talking about grown men, and most of them are single, going to be sitting at home, excuse me, sitting in that bubble for three or four months not doing anything. Y'all, they lost y'all minds. I want to know who's going to break curfew, who's going to break the rules first. I can't wait to see that. We talking about July, August, September, and I told, man, somebody is going to be smuggling in some females, some weed, it's going to, somebody might have a party and nobody going to know about it. It, it I'm just waiting. I, I can't tell you who my money is on, but I do believe it's going to be one of the top superstars going to be uh, out here like that. I could easily say it might be James Harden. It might be Dwight Howard. Well, 
I don't know. I don't know about Dwight. Dwight's been pretty damn good so far. So, no, I, I can't can't say that. Can't say that. Or it might be a lesser player. I don't know, but somebody gonna break the rules. Somebody is gonna be having some parties, some orgies, and I, hey, I can't wait to hear about it. We will find out, trust me. Somebody, one day friends or hey, they're gonna leak it. I promise you that. The other basketball news. Now, this is not surprising now, because, you know, it, it's just not. So, there is a court filing today stating that Zion Wilson's stepfather took $400,000 in payment from an agency while Zion was playing college basketball with Duda his long season. Am I surprised by that? Absolutely, hundred percent not. And, and the agency is from is a Canadian marketing agent, uh, Savako Durek. I am not. It, look, it doesn't matter who the guy name is. It doesn't matter who the agency is. I am not shocked because look, it's Zion Wilson. All these. All these Duke, Nike, they capitalize off this young man. They capitalize on his stardom. I'm not surprised his family took money. It should be no surprise at all. The only things that I'm surprised about is they denied it. It's nothing to deny. You took money. I mean, people got records of this stuff. I don't understand why people not. If, if you got a son and child, and he's a superstar. And they and you got Nike knocking on your door. You got all these colleges knocking on your door, and you you go to one of the top schools, and Nike is you know to distribute the apparel to that school. Of course, you gonna take some money. You, you I mean, everybody know who you is. Zion Wilson was an internet sensation with his dunks. Everybody knew who he was. Everybody knew he's next big next big thing. Nobody did know he's going to be this damn good. But still, I'm not surprised he's his parents, his stepfather took some money. Everybody's going to, he knew that everybody's going to capitalize on him, so why he can't? Why he can't capitalize on his stepson? Why he can't get ahead of it? I'm not surprised at all. I don't think I said, I don't think I'm surprised is that you know, the denial that we didn't take the money, we didn't, we didn't do anything wrong. We know that you ain't doing anything wrong. It's just you lied. You took the money. Just own it. Pay the money back. Now, on this flip side is Zion would be, would be ineligible, which it don't matter. But that long season play, it would be ineligible and Duke will lose all those victories. Now, I do feel bad. For the team, his teammates, because they probably didn't take no money. I do feel I don't feel bad with Coach K because at some point I kinda know that he knew what was going on. But then again, even if he did or didn't, or if he didn't give out the money, you don't want that negative publicity on your program. And as far as I'm concerned, Coach K Duke program has been squeaky clean. He hasn't had no cheaters. If he did cheat it, it, it was tight. Tight lip, you wouldn't know about it. But I'm not surprised by this. I'm just surprised of the denial, and I'm quite sure Zion Wilson is make so much money. Yeah, I'm quite sure he'll pay that back. If not, oh well.
down in college football news as we roll on. Big Ten Conference has officially announced that they will only be playing conference games only. So their conference, their non-conference game against Washington, which I was so looking for, and the Ohio State game against Oregon, which I was so looking for, and the Notre Dame against Wisconsin, another one I was so looking for, will not happen this year. They will all be postponed, moved back to 2021, and in which the Big Ten is setting the model in their own way because now you got the ACC who's following the Big Ten and playing conference only game in which nobody right now, right now, is not following the Ivy League because Ivy League had canceled all their fall sports. They will be back in the springtime. Uh, I do expect that maybe college football, maybe, maybe might get a couple games in, but I don't think they're going to finish the season. They don't finish the season. I don't think they're gonna play this season. We're gonna find out. Cause like I said, when you playing football, it's so hard to be social distance when you playing football. It's too hard to do that. It's a contact sport. Tackling, throwing the foot, it's too much. So we're gonna see how this play out. But right now, the Big Ten, the ACC are playing conference game only. I do expect the SEC. I do expect the Big Twelve to follow suit and I do expect the Pac-12 to follow suit and as a matter of fact I do expect all the conference to follow suit or I expect everybody to follow suit with the Ivy League of canceling the 2020 season and play the 2020 season in the spring it can be done if you don't believe me ask Lincoln Riley and other news football news Washington Redskins are really close in uh, dropping their new name. As Daniel Snyder and the Washington Redskins are continue to work through this situation of, of finding the right name for the Washington Redskins, you know, you know, you got some pushback, right? You know, somebody, some people don't want it, but hey, it is what it is, man. And we don't know which name is in the lead. We don't know yet, but we do know the Redskins will have a name, and we look forward to seeing them changing that name. And the NFL has come out and says that they are banning jersey exchange due to coronavirus. Some of the players don't like it. They think it's, a, think it's silly. It's a joke. They shouldn't have to do that. But can you blame the NFL? No. So the NFL is trying to take every precaution to make sure the COVID-19 doesn't spread. So if that means banning jersey exchange, so be it. You won't be able to swap jerseys this year. Aha. Uh-huh. No. We got to deal with it. Running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Morissette wanted their come out of the blue superstar running back who's a special teams player. When he got opportunity to play running back and start some games, he has performed well. He performed well in all three playoff games, including the Super Bowl, has requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. Raheem Moore said in his agent, quote, we are disappointed in the 49ers in the way they are handling these negotiations. They would have thought they would have had a deal by now. 
Actually, I'm gonna read the tweet for you from, from Brett Tesla, the agent for Raheem Morissette. He said that the trade request comes after months of unproductive talks with the 49ers on adjusting his contract. So he's not asking for a new contract. He wanted to adjust because the contract that he has signed, he signed as a special teams player, and now he is a nice to start at running back. And he is playing duties. Well, I shouldn't say he's starting, but he also playing duties with Tevin Coleman. He wants to get his contract adjusted. 49ers really has been stalling on the talks, and it's been very disappointing. But you would think a guy who's not playing special teams no more and is your starting running back, you would think you want to adjust that. You want to adjust his contract, and especially the fact that he led the the NFL running backs in yards per carry and help lead for an after the Super Bowl. So my man, I perform, he performed. He worked, performed his butt off last season. He actually led the team in rushing, even though he didn't get a thousand yards, but he did lead the team in rushing and he was very productive. So his base salary was $2.75 million this past this season is due at 2.875 in 2021 as part of a three-year contract he signed with the 49ers last year. He is the fourth highest paid running back behind McKinnon, fullback Jer- uh, Juzic, and Coleman. So Jerry McKinney, Tevin Coleman, and Kyle Juzic make more money than him. And he led the 49 with 772 rushing yards while both guys who make more hymns than he performed. Yeah, pay that money. Pay that man. I mean, at least Justin to be the highest paid running back on the team. At least get him that much. I mean, Tevin Coleman, he didn't really show up. Jared McKinney was out for the season. And Jeff Wilson, I mean... We ain't even really seen him play. So at least, at least give the guy money. I mean, what's the whole point of trading Matt Breida to the Miami Dolphins if he wasn't going to adjust his man's contract? I mean, come on, man. You let your team be rushing. He ain't asked for 15, 16 million dollars. At least give the dude an extra two, extra three, four million dollars. I mean, dang. He ain't like he's the best running back in the NFL, but at least he's probably one of the best in the NFC West. I didn't get the man some money. Dang, I mean, dang, how cheap can you get? We now in more football news. Everybody has been on Deshaun Jackson. Everybody has coming out talking about him. We got. The Eagles who denounced what he said. They say he don't represent the Eagles with those comments. You got the Jeffrey Lurie who's and uh, Howie Roseman who said they're going to educate him. They're going to talk to him. And now you got Julius Edelman who has some strong comments and words for Deshaun Watson. Well, excuse me, for Deshaun Jackson, not Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson didn't say anything wrong. Um, Julius Edelman has strong words for him. And mainly, it's all about educating Deshaun Jackson. It's not about putting him down. It's not about chastising. It's about educating him. Educate on the words that he said. Educate him on, on, on Jews, on, about Jewish people. And, and the simple fact that he made a mistake to 
quoting Louis Farrakhan and Hitler, even though that's not probably what he meant. But even though, but it came out the wrong way. But more importantly, he shouldn't even never open that book and even try to quote those two guys. But I give a lot, a lot of these athletes and I give the Eagles organization a lot of credit, you know, where he could have just been flat out cut. Or players could have been an uproar and just, you know, call demand that he get cut or get banned from NFL. But they're not. It's like, you know, he's need to be educated. He needs you know, he need to be educated. You know what I'm saying? So that's what a lot of you hearing. And then you have Steven Jackson, who's one of my favorite people, who who basically agreed at that time, agreed with what Deshaun Jackson said, but now he realized that yo, those words were twisted. And he oh, he went on CNN yesterday. I'm talking about Steven Jackson, and he apologized. Um, he apologized, but you know, it but he 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 apologized. He said remarks about Deshaun Jackson were twisted, but apologized. And look, the interview with Don Lemon. I'm not really getting into that because it it looked it felt like uncomfortable, but I am going to read some of it um, that what took place yesterday. So uh, Stephen Jackson issued a model apology for defending NFL wide receiver Deshaun Jackson anti-Semitic posts about Jewish people, saying he was sorry for using the wrong words, but that his comments were being twisted. So Steve. It, Take it how you want it, man. And Steven Jackson even said, no, I could have changed my words, but it's nothing I said that I support with any of that. He told CNN and Don Lemon yesterday, I could have switched up, but that's the end of it. So basically say, yeah, I could have changed my words, but you no, know, it is what it is. I said what I said, so there it is. But he says that I love everybody. And that's how I always stand. I'm not going to let anybody deem my character. He spoke to his Jewish friends, he said, and they know he wasn't trying to defend Adolf Hitler or the disposed ideas. First of all, ain't nobody defending Adolf Hitler. If anyone do deserve, anyone who do support or try to defend Adolf Hitler, you need to leave. That does the bottom line with that. So, You know, he and he went on to say, you know, he was merely pointing to what he felt was an adequacy between the Philadelphia Eagles treatment of Deshaun Jackson and their handling of a white wide receiver who uttered a slur seven years ago. And that wide receiver he talking about was Riley Cooper, who was at a concert and he was saying the word, the N-word. I'm not finna say it on my show, because it's demeaning. He was saying the N-word and he hurt a lot of teammates, but the Eagles still kept him. However, after two years, he found himself out the lead because after that incident, he really did perform. So this this is nothing new. I'm not nobody should be mad at the Eagles. I'm not mad at the Eagles because I know that Deshaun Jackson is still gonna be on the squad. He's just gonna have to need to perform. He put a, a, a bad target on his back, but he needs to go out here and perform. And he, Deshaun Jackson, has issued an apology. He said he was sorry, and he made a mistake. And I, I get everyone a lot of props, a lot of credit, 
who has who has decided to take this to another level in a good way by educating Deshaun Jackson instead of calling him out by his name or calling out for his job. But Deshaun Jackson got a lot to learn and uh, hopefully, you know, he doesn't make this mistake again because, you know, um, you might find yourself like Riley, like Riley Cooper. You might find yourself out of a job. So, you're better, my brother. And finally, we went on a little bit of baseball. So, in 20, excuse me, in 14 days, we get the Yankees and we get the Washington Nationals. We get Matt Scherzer against Jerry, against Gary Cole down at Nationals Park. I cannot wait. Yes, I'm, I, I am. I am advertising this. Yes, I am promoting this because it's the Yankees. The Evil Empire against the World Series champions, the Washington Nationals. I'm looking forward to this game. Everybody should look forward to this game. Everybody should be watching this game because of all the major four sports, this baseball is going to be the first one to be played. Followed by hockey, followed by basketball, then football. Yeah. Everything else, we just don't know. So. <laughs> If you like me, you're a sports fan. If you also, if you're like me, you love baseball, you gotta tune into this. It, it, at least it'll be a couple hours just to get away from everything. It'll be a couple hours just to watch some solid sports. Even though it, the play might be bad, the guys might be swinging and missing, but you know what? If you're a Yankee fan, the way you see John Carlos then swing the bat, and the way you see Aaron Judge swing, and sometimes they hit, sometimes they whiff. It'll be nothing new to us Yankees fans, but still, though, it's baseball. We've we been going off on baseball since beginning of March. We still don't like baseball, the way they handle things, but you know what? They're the first one back, and we're going to be watching. So, That'll be it for my show today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, God bless you guys. 14 more days to baseball. And I want to say 22 days to hockey and basketball. Thank you guys for listening. I'm out. Peace.